are tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. You are watching and listening to AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. I'm Jason Eichler, and joining me today, we have Australian singer, songwriter, and guitarist Hamish Anderson here today. How you doing? Good. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I want to start sort of way back at the beginning of your career. We're going to talk about new music, and you're going to play a little bit later, so keep listening for that. Um, but when did you first get into music? Uh, it was really, I started playing guitar when I was 12 years old, okay. and that was really the first thing that really kind of... Yeah, it got me into music and yeah, hearing bands like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Dad's record collection really was that was the gateway for it. Was your family musical? They are always like music lovers. Okay. But um my mom like sings occasionally but they were never they didn't really play instruments and stuff. But yeah, a lot of music growing up. Did guitar playing come before the singing or was it kind of hand in hand? No, yeah, it was for a long time I just wanted to be a guitar player and that was the only thing I was interested in and sort of like in my later teens. Got really interested in singing and songwriting and, yeah, other stuff. When did you first consider yourself a songwriter? I think probably I wrote a song um, that was on my first EP called Winter. Okay. That when I was, I wrote that when I was about 17 and that was the first song I really wrote that I was happy with and kind of made me feel like I could write songs. Was your family always okay with the fact that this is what you wanted to do? Um, They are now. They're very supportive now. But early on it was sort of, I think, like most kids, you know, saying... yeah. I'm not gonna make a living. <laughs> yeah, not going to make a living playing guitar and stuff, but yeah, I think that could sort of push me maybe more and yeah, they're super supportive now. So were you, did you start out in bands or were you always doing the solo thing? No, it was, yeah, it was bands for a long time and I sort of only really started singing because it was like impossible to find any guys that would actually sing. Oh, so okay. I just decided like I would try and do it and then it sort of stuck. But yeah, bands for a long time and then sort of when I started writing the songs when I was like 17, that was doing a lot of solo stuff and now it's sort of a mixture of the both. Okay. Mm. Have you always had sort of this bluesy... Because you got almost like a throwback song. Mm. Yeah, blues, definitely, I think, from listening to those bands like the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and stuff. And then I just got super interested in what influenced them. And whenever you do that, it's all all popular music goes back to the blues. So That's cool. Yeah. When did you realize that this was a career choice? Um, I think really probably the first time I was like in the studio and doing that stuff it really kind of it just felt really real and i knew it i always knew it was what i wanted yeah. to do but that sort of just kind of cemented it and yeah was there ever a moment like an oh shit moment where you're like okay this is it um yeah i probably i probably have them all the time, all the time. really to be honest like yeah it's cool so what's the local scene like because you started out in melbourne mm-hmm. playing what's the music scene like there yeah melbourne australia melbourne and sydney in particular have a good music scene but like over here it's just there's so much like it's so much bigger and yeah i think the main difference is there is a lot of diversity in the music scene in melbourne and australia but over here it's like nothing really seems bound by one particular genre there's okay like so much music and so many different styles of music it's yeah it's really cool and so when you released your first ep tell about how that came together 
Yeah, it was. There's this um, radio station in Australia called Triple J, and they have an online uh, site called Triple J Unearthed where you can like upload your songs and they get ranked and stuff. So I just uploaded a few demos and okay. they did really well on the charts on that site. And from that, the producer I worked with found out about me and got in contact. And yeah, it was just it was a really great experience and yeah a few things like happened during it that i would have never like the this guy remy jaffe who plays with the foo fighters yeah that's crazy yeah, ended up playing on some tracks so it was things like that going into like my first recording experience and the way it happened really organically was just yeah really amazing what goes through your head when you get a call like oh remy from the foo fighters wants to work with you yeah it's it's just bizarre like he mentioned because i mentioned that i would like organ on it and he said you know he knows that guy Rami and we should send it to him and if he liked it he might play on it and yeah it was just it's really mind-blowing to hear your music with someone like that playing on it on your first ever EP yeah exactly it's a pretty big deal it's pretty crazy talk to me a little bit about because I think in America especially I think probably all over the world when we see artists break now it's like oh they were signed as songwriters or they were on a reality show Mm -hmm. and you're kind of going up about it the way people used to where you get a fan base by playing lots of live shows and Mm. tour around would you ever consider doing a reality show no, it's it's uh, funny how it's like such a it is such a thing that so many people ask when you say you're a musician and yeah. stuff. You know, would you go on Idol or whatever those shows are? But yeah, for me, it's just I'm not knocking it, but it's just not really something that interests me. Yeah. It's more yeah, for me, it's it's more of the like you said, playing live and trying to connect with people and build an audience that way. To me, it's just sort of the fun part. Okay. Mm. Now, is the end goal? Do you want to stay in the indie scene or would you like to get signed to a major label eventually? What's the goal for that? Yeah, eventually I think it would be good to be signed on a label, but especially in Australia, it seems that nowadays you can do so much kind of without a label at yeah. first. And it's really good for emerging artists and just building. And then maybe once it gets to a point where you need more help, then it's kind of a good time to try and do a label type of thing. And then you kind of already have your sound established. Mm. Nobody can come in and tell you what to do yeah it's funny like Gautier who's from Australia yeah. and like people like that did it that kind of way so yeah, it's really interesting how the music scene's changed a lot kind of even in the past couple of years what are some of the Australian artists because I know like Gautier like you said mm-hmm. or Sia that we're familiar with that came from Australia who are some other people that you can see breaking in the US mm, there's a band um, called Angus and Julia Stone okay who they just did a, a record with um, Rick Rubin who's like produced for everyone yeah. from like Tom Petty to Kanye and stuff um, yeah they're really great and they're doing a lot of great things in Australia and bands like Tame Impala and stuff that seem to be becoming really popular over here. It's, yeah, it's really crazy to think how much Australian music is kind of translated overseas. Yeah, we're getting lots of it. Yeah. And it's all really good. Yeah, it's cool. Do you, you're not technically living here yet? You're just spending a lot of time in the US? Mm, yeah. This whole year sort of, I, I'm still in Australia, but this year has mainly been spent over here. Okay. Mm. What made you decide to make that move to sort of break over here? Yeah, we sort of, I got um, offered to do some showcases and a tour that happened uh, in June. So it was that type of stuff that started it. And then, okay. yeah, since being over here, it's just so much stuff has happened and it feels like it's really moved a lot faster. So it's definitely, yeah, I've definitely really enjoyed being able to play music here and spend time here. What's one of the like coolest artists or experiences you've had since moving? Um, there's a lot of them, like, to be honest, really getting this upcoming BB King tour thing is pretty... So exciting. Yeah, for someone, especially from Australia, who just likes the blues, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely a dream, but it doesn't really seem like it would ever actually happen, so it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. How do you prepare for that? Because opening for BB King is, like, legendary. Mm, yeah, it's pretty, it's funny, it's, 
I've thought about it a lot, but it's kind of crept up in that it's happening in a couple of yeah. days. So it's a good balance of kind of not really thinking too much about it and it kind of contradicts itself, but also kind of like obsessing over yeah. it in a strange way. But yeah, I think it's just sort of just to stay relaxed and just enjoy it. And you haven't actually met him yet, correct? No, I've never met him. Just always been a huge fan and yeah, it's been a huge inspiration. Are you like planning the moment in your head? Like, what are you going to say to him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I think it'll just be cool being able to kind of watch him night after yeah. night and just hopefully from like side stage or something would be pretty cool. Did you grow up listening to him as well? Yeah, he was very much, I remember being like 14 and hearing about B.B. King and asking my dad, you know, who he was and then him giving me his this album called Live at the Regal, which is like a live album from the 60s he did and it's just, yeah, he's a huge influence on my playing and everything. That's awesome. Mm. So your new EP is coming out end of October. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I recorded it here a couple of months ago in LA and yeah, it's called Restless. The first single is called Burn and yeah, it was really, I really this time wanted to record everything kind of live on the floor and even the vocals, just try and make everything live oh, as wow. possible. So, yeah, it was a really great experience. And I did it with the band I've been playing with. So we had just kind of the right amount of time of playing together and it wasn't stale and stuff. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Is it? Because you've released two EPs now. Do you think you'll do a full-length album or you'll stick to more EPs? Yeah, well, th this will be my second EP. But yeah. um, I think after this one, next year is going to be about the album. The full-length? Okay. Yeah. Is it hard to decipher? Because I'm sure you write, write tons of songs and just to dwindle it down to like five to seven. For yeah, it EP. is. It is hard to do it, but I think I'm probably becoming better at choosing between which ones okay. should kind of be out there and which ones maybe kind of fall by the waist. But yeah, the album's a much bigger statement, so that's going to take a bit of time, I think. Do you test your songs on an audience first or do you? Yeah, sometimes. it's A lot of the times um, it's kind of nice to even do it because I write everything acoustically and by yeah. myself. So it's kind of nice. If a song can really stand and get a reaction from that, then you kind of know it's a good song. Okay. If, you, if you can't really play it with the type of music I do, if you can't really play it on acoustic guitar all the way through, it's kind of maybe feel like you're cheating a little bit. And I'd like to hear your perspective on this because obviously music right now is so singles-based mm -hmm. and you're independent, so it's more about like a project of work. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because... I've always been very much into the idea of an album yeah. and sequencing and stuff that it is funny nowadays, but it's, I, yeah, I don't really, I think there's still a love for albums, but it definitely is. The single has really taken, and so much now, like, you know, you don't have to buy an album to get a song. It's yeah. just you can get the single and stuff. It's, it's funny. I suppose there's, with lots of things in music, there's pros and cons. Do you feel more pressure now when you have to, like, create a music video for a song and sort of promote a single? Yeah, sort of. It's. I think in a lot of ways it's funny now. You have to, like doing music, you kind of have to do a lot more things than maybe you used to have to, whereas you could just focus on music. Now you sort of have to be involved in everything else. And Yeah, it's interesting. Doing music videos, I, I can appreciate a good music yeah. video, but it's always, it's like impossible to try and put, like come up with an idea for a music video to a song you've written. So I generally kind of find someone I can trust and just put it on them and go with the flow so the single and music video for the new album is called burn mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that and then we're going to watch a clip of it too yeah it's the it's probably definitely i think the bluesiest kind of thing i've done okay. kind of loudest most out there and yeah the video we shot a couple of weeks ago at a it was an old house up in the hills and stuff and yeah it was really cool sort of just like a game of like cat and mouse between a guy and a girl and then i like we won't spoil the ending yeah. but it's a good ending 
when and when is the whole thing going to drop? I think the single is it's kind of like streaming today, but it's going to be available next week and okay, the video on will be yeah, awesome. next week. I think that's sort of the first single and stuff. Cool. Mm. I think we're going to play a clip of that if we're ready. Here we go. That is some intense guitar playing. <laughs> Do you get to pick the girls in the video? No, that was the director. Oh, okay. I had that job. And, yeah. Did you describe, like, this is my perfect girl? <laughs> no, he just sort of, yeah, he did a good job. He found them and stuff, so it's pretty easy on my yeah. part. Not a bad day at work. Yeah, it was a pretty good day, yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Um, so tell me about the songwriting process for this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you the type of person that a girl breaks up with you or something happens and you sit down and write a song or you go into the studio and create... Yeah, I think I sort of, I like to kind of have most things, songs all finished and stuff before going in the studio. Okay. Yeah, very much is, I went through a period kind of the middle of last year where I had writer's block and for a little while and stuff. And then towards the end of last year, I went through some changes with relationships and friendships and stuff. And the majority of these songs really were written around then. And yeah, songwriting is always interesting because the process is different every time. Yeah. Whereas with guitar playing, you know, a lot of times you'll pick it up and you'll fall into things, your go-to things. Songwriting is always, it could start with a lyric or it'll start with a riff. Or, yeah, it's always interesting because it's different every time. Are you ever afraid to, because you were saying like breakups and stuff, mm-hmm. are you ever afraid to release something too personal? No, I don't think so. I think for me it's sort of, I feel like some people can write songs about things, you know, made up stories and stuff. But for me it really, at least at the moment, it has to be about stuff I've gone through and the more personal for me is sort of the better. Okay. I find more honest. Everybody likes a breakup album. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that album, give them the release date one more time. I think the release date for it is October 22nd, 21st. 21st. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and that'll be on hamishanderson.com, right? Yep. And we'll have the link on our website as well. Mm. Um, okay, we're going to play a little game called The Last Time. Mm-hmm. Just to get to know you a little bit better. Do you have your cell phone with you? I don't. Okay. Well, just you're just going to have to remember or just make it up. All right. Okay. What is the last thing that you Googled? Last thing I Googled. I think I Googled. This is so boring, but it was like the address of like Guitar Center or something. Oh, they have to go get gear. I actually interviewed somebody before and they said the exact oh, same really? thing. So yeah. I guess that's like a musician thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, last thing you texted. Last thing I texted. Uh, I texted my sister because I'm expecting a package in Australia. Okay. So I texted to see if we'd come <laughs> to the house. Oh, that's got to be hard, actually, if you're moving all over. To... It is, yeah. It's a bit tricky to keep up with it, but yeah. Um, who's the last person you called? Last person I called. Last person I called. I think it was my manager. Okay. Enough. Yeah. We're all about business. Yeah. Um, last thing you ate. Last thing I ate, I had a omelette this morning. Oh, omelettes are yeah, good. That was pretty good. Last thing you do before you go on stage? Last thing I do before I go on stage? I sort of, I think I just sort of zone out almost. I just kind of like to, 
it's always good to just be able to listen to music okay. by yourself for a couple of minutes before you go out and just not really see many people before you go out. You take a shot or anything? No. That's I, what that I would, would do. Cool. Post-show, I take a shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, pre-show. It would be a little tricky, I think. Oh, your fingers get a little messy. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Um, you will let you get set up for your performance. Mm-hmm. And we want to tell everybody listening to go to iTunes and rate and subscribe the Spotlight On podcast and all of AfterBuzz podcasts. Anything you comment, we will see and write back. And make sure to share it with your friends. Um, now Hamish is going to play a song from his debut EP, and this is called Howl. This song's called Howl.
Awesome. That was so good. Oh, thanks. So that's from the debut EP. Mm-hmm. New EP in X-Store. In, in stores, I can talk. In stores, October 21st. Yeah. And then you're hitting the road with BB King this weekend. Yeah, it starts this weekend, and we're doing uh, seven dates. That's exciting. Around. Yeah, which is very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so all of the info is at hamishanderson.com? Uh, dot com dot au. Dot au. Don't forget the dot au. Yeah. Okay. It's not that weird. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in today. Um, everybody, make sure you buy that album when it's out because it's going to be really good. Yeah, thanks. If you guys want more from AfterBuzz, subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. We will see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 